Okay, hey, 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 hey. Welcome back to the Pohada Podcast. As usual, Matt Browse, the host of these conversations. I have a limp microphone here. Bear with me a second. Clankety clank. All right, it's been a while. I'd like to say that a full-length conversation episode with a black belt or somebody else interesting hasn't gone up because I've been overly busy developing my jiu-jitsu game. It's definitely not the case. Not totally for lack of trying, but it's definitely not the case. I'd like to say that I've been busy enhancing the YouTube channel for the Pohada Podcast. Lots of good video content. There's a couple videos up, but it's honestly not enough to account for the lack of full-length conversation episodes. So it's basically, I'm a millennial, I guess. Uh, Maybe not laziness, but being disorganized. Anyhow, BSing with the Black Belt. Another full-length conversation episode with someone who's been in the game a really long time. And he's been all over geographically. Got a taste of different regions of jiu-jitsu. Got a lot of good history with jiu-jitsu. Mr. Fabio Mariscalki. I think that's how I say it. He hails out of Bellum Jiu-Jitsu here in the Twin Cities, Minnesota, USA. Without further ado, my conversation with Fabio. All right, man. First things first. Say that last name. Moriskalki. Moriskalki. And I never use it. Too, no? Too many letters, man. Yeah? <laughs> I would have guessed that. I should have guessed it. Make myself look good here at the start of this thing. We could start over. No, no. It's okay. not good, man. There's no starting over. <laughs> There's no tapping out. Uh, as we were walking up here, you said 30 years of training jiu-jitsu. Yes. That's, that's about right. And As a guy with three, I'm blown away by that. Is that on and off? Or is that mostly continuous? Um, I did had some off time. I did judo before that for five years, other martial arts and all that sort of stuff. But the jiu-jitsu stuff, pretty steady for that long. Um, I just did mostly teaching and didn't have a like a coach for myself to for promotions things like that. So sure. it's just keep plugging away, and yeah. eventually something happens. So. And my extensive pre-recording uh, research, which was, you know, reading your, like, profile on Instagram or whatever, <laughs> like, five minutes ago. Uh, brown belt in judo? Pretty, ru- it's more like rust belt. It, sure. It's sure. pretty, it, 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 that was a long time ago. Oh, sure. So, you don't, you, like, currently do oh, a lot I, of the way of judo. Uh, I still do judo and take, I love takedowns. Sure. Uh, anything that gets the fight to the ground, so, so to speak, um, that works. Um, so I started martial arts. Um, well, let me throw a question back at you. Why mm-hmm. did you start martial arts? All that. Uh, Sorry, throw this. No, 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 no. That's good. I love it. Uh, I, I probably cite a number of reasons. Chief amongst them was like a long time interest that I never actually acted on. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well out of the competitive phase with strength athletics and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it was like, okay, we're cruising in on mid thirties into forties at this point. Let's keep Mm -hmm. doing stuff. Okay. So So second would be, it had been a long time since I was just new at something, Mm -hmm. you know, it'd been a long time since I walked in a room and didn't know what the fuck was going on. Mm -hmm. And I, 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 as a guy who coaches people still, I think that's a valuable, 
perspective. <laughs> Those kind of the two big ones. So no, so sport activity. Mm-hmm. So what got me into it was I wanted to learn how to fight. S- simple as that. You know, you're a kid. You know, the very stereotypical at that time uh, was uh, Bruce Lee, Ender the Dragon, all those martial arts. Yep. Um, we had a lot of imagery back yeah, then. Yes. And uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was about learning how to fight. And over the years and the beatings, the many, many beatings, um, and <laughs> The, the harsh coaching, um, it was, is still that concept of why am I doing this? First and foremost, I want to be able to protect myself and my loved ones. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, um, you know, I started with judo with, uh, you know, and uh, a lot of my sparring partners after that were uh, hillbilly redneck wrestlers and st- they're all state champs and, you know, college, champ, you know, so it was like, and then there's me. <laughs> sure. So, but, uh, so I got the, the judo aspect from, uh, my coach, uh, coaches Al Redis and, uh, Scott McQuarrie, who later went on to coach Chael Sonnen, uh, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and he, he is a, Scott's a great coach and all that. So, but, you know, so I started with judo and the mentality was always that it was always, why are we doing, you know, that sort of, and we didn't say, Oh, we have to be macho and fight, mm-hmm. but realistically, it's like, well, you're learning a martial art, you're learning how to fight. So, and he wasn't very sensitive as far as like nowadays it, it's like, Oh, you have to kind of bring people along nicely and mm-hmm. sweet talk. And, um, and basically whenever he criticized me as like, Fabio, that looks like crap uh not in those words but uh you know do it this way okay this is how he wants it done you know no no hurt feelings it's just let's just get the job done this is he's telling me this for a reason i'm gonna listen to him uh and that helped me improve because it was it cut right to the chase let me tell you that approach doesn't work that great on that many people nowadays i don't think so uh (laughs) now it's a i have to be a little bit more sensitive Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you know because and and then that's perfectly okay because some people don't respond to that. Maybe if it yep. had a different kind of history that that sort of thing needs to be, it's a, you know, they need to be worked in and that, and that's perfectly fine. Sure, right. Sure. That's just how I grew up is like, yep. well, that looks like crap. Do it this way. All right. No problem. It's objectively accurate. This was crappy. Do it again. Yeah, pretty much. It isn't particularly flowery though. Like you said. Yeah. It was just right to the chase. <laughs> So. I th- you think it it doesn't work so well in more people nowadays, or it's always I, been true and we just do a better I, I job just, of bringing people in, keeping them in. I think the phrasing is different. Um, you know, nowadays it's um, gr- there's a customer service aspect to it. Yes, and absolutely. back when we started, it was more just the people who want to scrap, go, and whatever. And so nowadays it's more appealing to a wider range of people Mm -hmm. and as such you have to understand that it's like a wider range of people means you have to be able to learn and talk and deal with all that right so um i i know who i can talk to like that and usually if it's a like a tournament or something like that getting ready for tournament prep that sort of thing um you know i don't want to waste either of our time by finding the right words or all this or that. that being said, when I'm in class and teaching a wider range of people, 
I know this person has a history with this other thing. I'm going to approach them differently because mm -hmm. that's what they need to learn and grow and improve. And that's what they need to hear. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, and I think that's great nowadays because you have to connect more with more people with a wider range and understand what they need. Um, you know, some people need more. Other people just, they'll be like, dude, just tell me what I need. I can do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I think it's great that it forces people to connect more with a wider mm -hmm. range. Now. And that allows more people to learn how to defend themselves. Yeah. And, and with that, I mean, it's like... <laughs> Back in the day, back when I was in the NOM. Okay, I wasn't in the NOM. But, um, <laughs> you know, back when I was starting, and uh, we didn't have a whole lot of jiu-jitsu coaches in Oregon. You know, that's uh, that's where I started out, right? So they would go out, get information, bring it back from some of the coaches or occasional seminar. Uh, back in the day, you just had to survive. That was a thing. You show up, you survive. And I survived. But, man, I, I've got some injuries lingering from sure, that long ago. Sure. And so many people that could have been just phenomenal, great even, uh, just got beat down, right. you know, and they weren't, they were brought up with that really old school, dude, if you want to do this, you have to live through it. Oh, man. Nowadays, hopefully that they've learned from that. Now it's, we're able to progress people better with better instruction. It's, it's a wider uh, it, it's a broader sport and art and all this. And now we can bring more people up and they can be absolutely great and fantastic out there mat on the mat, whether it's, uh, whether it's teaching, fighting, whatever, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and honestly, when I started, I know I've ground people out where they didn't come back and, you know, reflecting sure. is like, eh. but I was also younger and Maybe a little stupid. I don't yeah. know. That's, you didn't, that's know, you didn't know any better yet. Didn't know any better yeah, yet. Yeah. It took, took me a while of growing and learning and all that sort of stuff um, before so, it's say like. Say that, uh, that uh, judo coach's name again. Scott McQuarrie. Scott McQuarrie. And was that at a gym back then? Uh, Oregon Judo Jiu-Jitsu. OJJ. Old school Oregon Judo Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, okay. um, that's the first spot? That's where you originally started everything? Um, I've always been a martial arts kind of tramp. Uh, that's, that was one of my main ones. The other sure. one was with, uh, Matt Thornton and straight blast. So I, I can't, I went to both concurrently. Okay. So, uh, for a long time, uh, trained with Scott and then I wanted to do more fighting, fighting, getting an, a feeling and understanding of that. Uh, so then when SBG, SBG, straight blast gyms, Matt Thornton, yeah. uh, they got a bunch of them now. Is this the one I'm thinking of? Yes. Yes. Uh, Connor McGregor, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in like Ireland Andy Stumpf, the cleared hot podcast, I think talks about them anyway. Yeah. Yeah. They, it, yeah. It, it, it's proliferated. It's a big, big deal. It seems like. Yeah. yeah and, uh, yeah. So those were my two, right. And mm -hmm. <laughs> back then, back then, Jesus, mm -hmm. uh, it's right. God damn it. <laughs> it's right. Uh, <laughs> Back then, it was like, uh, and there's a little bit of that now. Now, it was really frowned upon if you went to another gym and shared information or rolled or whatever. Sure, so, sure, sure. Uh, some places weren't happy that, dude, if you go over there, don't show anything. Okay, but they're gonna figure it out when I keep doing this over and over. Sure, you know, they'll sure. fit those. Uh, but you know, it's like, hey, they're my friends. I'm gonna go to that gym anyway, and mm -hmm. I've known them for years. So. Uh, and also, what it, what I might bring back is only going to expand the game. Mm -hmm. it's something of a fair trade, you know. If you show up somewhere else, you offer something, you probably take something, right? Oh yeah, and uh, yeah. So we were doing that 
and, um, all the time, you know, just going training in both gyms and uh, go out to other places and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so those were my two primary, uh, places, uh, started with Oregon, then, uh, a lot with straight blast gyms. Um, and let me tell you, <laughs> I, I learned the difference between martial arts and fighting. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, you, uh, the, the first night of like one of the instructor courses, uh, yeah, I, I took a beating and, you know, it's like, oh, this is, this is different. You know, I can't come in here, you know, flap, flap my feet or whatever. And ha point, man, I got gut punched really good by, uh, he's now professor Tom Overhue. Uh, and like he held me up. He's like, just keep going, keep going. I'm like, <laughs> just keep going okay you can't yeah. go when i can't breathe man right? <laughs> yeah but he, he held me up a little bit and talked me through it but it mm -hmm. was full contact right off the bat and i was like okay i've i've learned something here um which is the whole purpose of wanting to learn a martial art and mm -hmm. self-defense and all that sort of stuff so definitely it is still on very heavy on that you will need to survive sure. uh sort of aspect but i learned a lot so. yeah articulate for me the difference like succinctly or not succinctly between martial arts and fighting? Um, well, for me, it was like, Hey, I'm, I'm learning these moves. I'm coming in, I'm, I'm doing this, uh, these kicks and I'm, I'm hitting this person and stop. Right. But it wasn't that full contact thing. It was, I, I'm, it was missing that full contact aspect of fighting. So, I mean, I was doing martial arts and all that. Again, it's still very early on, Yeah, but it was the, um, I'm doing it, you know, I'm learning an art sort of thing without learning the practical application and what it means when you punch somebody or get punched or get beaten down post into post into post. Um, so f for me, that was very insightful. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of times I'll still get people to come up, well, what if I do this and this and this? That looks great. You know, that's sure. good for you. And I, I, I encourage it. If that's what you want to do, that's great. Um, if you're wanting to learn how to fight, all a lot of the rules change with what you can and can't do. Sure. Um, especially if you know someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can do all the flashy stuff. I've taken people down. People have taken me down. And then it's like, well, now what do I need to do? And then when my friends jump in on me, it's like, oh, crap. Now I have to deal with three or four people. So, I mean, I'm not picking on one side or the other, but mm -hmm. there's a different understanding of when you're getting hit full contact and knowing what you need to do in that, right? So it was, for me, it was the difference of I'm learning a move set. I'm learning how to move and then being able to apply it. Um, I mean, it's all martial arts. It really is, but sure, sure, um, sure, sure. just that difference of, I got punched in the face. It's kind of the last 10%. Yeah. Like we're all practicing all the same stuff and some people are, are experiencing that last 10% where once in a while something lands, once in a while they hit the ground hard mm -hmm. and there's that taste of violence, I guess. Yeah. And that'll change a lot of what you might think of, you know, it's like, well, I was going to do this really cool spinning back. And all of a sudden now they're catching you and throw you on the ground. And it's like, I can't do the spinny thing. I want to do the spinny thing. Um, but you get to learn what you can do and what you can't do. And then you start to learn the timing and then you build it back up to 
put the cool stuff in and all that sort of stuff. But um, for the, me, that was a big eye opener. Sure. Um, you know the. <laughs> Uh, sorry, another story. Uh, yeah, yes, please. God damn it. That's what many, we're here for. I have too many stories. No, now. let's go, man. That's what um, we're here for. So back in the, the day. Back uh, in the day. Back in the day. Uh, I was, and I was in the ring with Matt Thornton. And Matt Thornton is 6'7". And mm. he, so he's like way up there. And, you know, I, I didn't know any better. So I'm, wa- you know, I'm watching the pride fights, whatever we can get on tape VHS that can come in and we can pirate and and share. Right. So I'm watching all these uh, Brazilians, they have their hands up and then they do their little foot kicky thing. And then they shoot it. And he's like, don't put your hands out like that. I go, why not? Okay. So we're in the ring. So we start on one side. Right. And so, all right, put your hands up. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. My hands are all the way out here. I'm all. So right away, kicks me in the head and starts punching me down and just plants me like a nail, but just punches me down into one post. I'm like, all right, I'm getting back up. Do it again. So I do the thing. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Kicks me in the head, punches me down like a nail into the second post. Third time I get up. Okay. After, after the third time of being pounded down by the, like mm-hmm. a nail and everybody kind of stopping in the gym uh, to kind of go, what's going on? Is like, you get it? Yeah. And uh, so then after that point, I keep my hands in, they're covering my chin and uh, sure. all that sort of stuff. And I protect the brain band, but it was, and don't get me wrong. He didn't beat the crap out of me. Mm-hmm, he, mm-hmm. he could have made my life a lot worse. He could have sure. just beat the, cr- just stuffing out of me. Yeah. It was just enough to get the point across or it was pound, 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 get back up, pound, pound, pound. But when somebody six, seven is punching down on you, it's like. <laughs> Quite you <know>. literally like, <laughs> yeah. Hammering a nail. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I learned my lessons, right? Yeah. But it was uh, again, he. It wasn't like uh, abuse or it was just enough to yeah. to get me to realize why we put our hands up, why we keep that in, and not to believe every fight you watch on TV sure. and you know the, it, all that. And there's stuff. a spectrum. Like some things will work fine against someone of a different skill set or no skill set or a yeah. low skill set. You know, so the insurance is. Do the best version of it you can. Keep your damn hands up and in. Yeah, that that saves a lot of time. Yeah, for so. sure. Uh, tell me about judo. You compete in judo way back then. I did. I did a few tournaments. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, but th- they're all pretty minor. Uh, mainly, it's just a lot of training, and um, you know, you get thrown a lot, you get back up, and then you mm-hmm. do it again, and you get thrown a lot. Um, but I mean, that's really it. But I mean, I really in enjoyed it It, it's like jujitsu it's there's that something about that combative aspect that you get that just keeps pulling you back in you know and some people are like i don't like that i don't want to do that um you know but you just keep going back it's that fight it's that i want to scrap um the ability to take somebody down is is awesome that's why i like that i like wrestling um, you know, the jujitsu is, is good too. Cause you still get that scrap. It's just in some aspects, it's easier in the body. Um, there's less landing. Pardon me. There's less landing. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I, and I can't do the old school judo training of like throw after throw after throw. Sure. It's like, I have to go to the chiropractor the next day. It's like, get adjusted. It's like, Oh, I can't move, you know, but I can do lots of live takedowns and, you know, like we'll, we start most of our training at the gym by standing up. Sure. You know? So, yep. um, it's, 
So, there, I mean, there's not much to tell on the judo aspect of it because, yeah, yeah. you know, we can do a little competing, did throws and all that. And it was just get back up, get thrown back down again. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fortunate enough that we actually, that like uh, with Scott, he is aware enough to pay attention to, you know, what's going on. Oh, this guy, w- we did a lot more groundwork than a lot of other judo gyms. So we we're very fortunate in that aspect. Um, so I already, when I went other places, I already had a little bit of a hands up, so to speak, as far as uh, understanding some groundwork. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, then when all the Gracie stuff started coming about and all that sort of stuff, um, I think I hadn't been doing judo for a while just due to the injuries. I was in a garage with Dave Minden, who is about 6'3", big, tall fellow, and uh, – judo black belt uh traditional jiu-jitsu black belt but he, he is another guy where it was his paying attention to what's coming out and what people are doing for submissions mm. and all that sort of stuff so and back then uh you had the gracie tapes that came out and then you you watched them you rewound them and then you move your buttocks over here you put your leg over and then you get the top and then you'd rewind it. You move. You, and, and it is the same thing over and over. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so information was pretty limited. But, yeah, it was. Yeah. And then after that, we slowly started getting gyms and all that. Um, so it was different. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you know what year you started jujitsu-ish? Jujitsu-ish. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of jumped in on it. Pro- I'm horrible with the years, but I'm going to say around 93, 94-ish. Wow. Um, you know, and then judo before that, but, uh, mm-hmm. and that's a rough estimate because I'm horrible with time. Yeah, for um, sure. But I mean, way, way back again, that's, that's farther back than I think anybody I've talked to yeah. and on I the th- show. Yeah. And I think that it was, I want to say before the first UFC, maybe is close to around that time. So what is that? Yeah. Isn't 93, 94, somewhere, somewhere in there. In there. So, yeah. so, um, yeah, it, it's been a while. It's been a minute. So it's, yeah, it's still like at it. least two. Still like it. Still mm-hmm. in. I'm still in. Um, I'm kind of getting annoyed with the uh, some of the sport aspect. Again, I started this because mm-hmm. I wanted to learn how to protect myself and, right. and my wife and all that sort of stuff. Um, and so some of the sport things are like, why? Uh, there's a lot of, God, I sound old on some of these. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, I love like it. <laughs> my, right now, my current pet peeve is sitting down in front of your opponent. Jesus. All right, it just, <laughs> and, and here's, here's there, I have a couple reasons for that. Sure, let's hear it. Yeah. First of all, and don't get me wrong, I understand it's part of the sport, and there's fantastic guard players, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to scrap with you. I want to see if I can take you down. Yeah. You know, I I want to get that takedown or engage in some fashion. I don't care if you pull guard. I mean, I'll talk crap about it all the time, but there's a difference between pulling, I call it active and passive. Sitting down in front of someone is passive, and now I'm rel- you're relying on your guard to be that much better than their passing abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, to do and maybe you're great. That's fine. I don't care. Um Active guard pulling is where you're you're sliding in, you're going right in for a sweep, an attack, an armbar, heel. That's fine. That's for me as a bear strike. You're attacking. I'm a fan of attacking. Um, and takedowns. I, I love takedowns and the opportunity. Now, 
the one of the other big reasons one is you've just taken me the chance away to get the takedown and i really want it <laughs> I, I want you know i like to scrap i, I grew up with hillbilly wrestlers yeah, judo yeah. guys and we we want to do that you know mm -hmm. but um and don't get me wrong i pull guard all the time i'm extremely lazy uh when it comes down to it i'll do whatever's easiest sure. but at least try a foot sweep i'll fake a foot okay then i'll i'll do something sure 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 yeah. um Keep a little bit of the purity of the fight in the sport. Yeah, and it's just a personal preference. Sure, right? sure, sure. So yeah. when I'm coaching someone, it's like I will figure out what the best tools are for them. And, and there you go. I may not like the best tools that are for them, sure. but it's theirs to figure out. Uh, I'll just give them crap later. But the other reason that I push takedowns a lot is um, pulling guard is so damn easy and there's a lot of success with it that people forget to either start training other takedowns and throws and being able to deal with someone in a standing fashion and then it becomes scary and then people are scared of those things mm -hmm. and i can't allow that you know i need you to at least understand the stand-up game because you're not always going to have the option to sit down in front of someone hey let's bar fight i'm gonna sit down hey come here yeah. um you know that's, and then that, you get that simpsons bit the, the one nerdy guy on the simpsons years ago they referenced jujitsu and he's laying on his back and he says climb atop me and meet your doom <laughs> i haven't seen that now yeah. i have to look it up yeah. um but yeah it, it's kind of like that it's like i want them not to have to be afraid of it because sure. you can train take down smart and tell you not get hurt and then learning how to apply it in those self-defense aspect situations. Sure, sure. I don't want you to be afraid of anything. Um, so for me, that's why just sitting down in front of someone is like, ugh, yeah. I want to scrap. Stand up. Let's go. I don't sure, care if you sure, beat sure. me. I don't give a crap. Um, but I want that opportunity to engage in some fashion yeah. instead of, oh, now you're sitting down. And I'm not like even going to try. And like you say in a bar or something that'd be a weird move that'd be a weird sit move. down on the sticky it, ground well it might be enough to where it's like what's he doing i'm gonna <laughs> um but you know like but active guard pulling you know you're coming in you're attacking you're doing i love attacking right sure. so i'll come in shoot it shoot into a sweep do a you know i used to be good at the, doing the flying arm bars now mm -hmm. i'm a big old fat bastard mm -hmm. so it's like <laughs> eh, maybe i'll skip the flying arm bar but you know rolling leg locks leg entanglements but you're attacking. You can actively I don't attack. Like yeah. Waiting, you know. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. like, again, it's a personal preference. I don't sure. give a crap what any of my students do as long sure, as sure. they're happy. Yeah. Um, but I'm always going to try and teach you takedowns right. and throws and cheap shots. Nice. You know, poke them in the eye, kick them in the nuts. I don't think kicking them in the nuts is in the rule set. I was trying for a foot sweep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> His intentions matter, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, and again, that's a joke where I always, um, you know, make sure that everybody plays fair and by the rules and all that sort mm -hmm. of stuff. Um, I actually like that because I've been working on some foot sweeps. Oh, foot sweeps are so, awesome. So a little sneaky nut shot. That'll spice the game up a little bit. There you go. You know, just a little boop. Oh, not, sweep. There we go. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. <laughs> <laughs> I like all that. I, I, I'm drawn personally to the kind of the old school purity. The sport should reflect fighting a mm -hmm. little bit, but it, this, the, the technical 
all the weird bottom-up entanglements from guard are pretty fucking amazing like the stuff that would look ridiculous to see happening and Mm -hmm. you know people the rough ground and all that nonsense it's still just it's like watching science work like somebody making (laughs) physics breakthroughs or something it's it's pretty amazing to watch it's fantastic i mean it the what folks are coming up with now i mean it's great i'm a fan of movement right it's you know i you know I, i love movement coming around all this sort of stuff um you know, but, and there are some fa- fantastic players. They'll move all over the place and they'll come up with weird upside downy things. Um, you know, I'm so beat up where if I try and do roll on my neck now, and my, and my head's going to pop off, uh, legs <laughs> going to go that way. And it's just not going to be pretty. Um, but some of the movement, if you're doing movement for understanding movement and how the body works and all that, that's great. But damn, sometimes it just seems so unnecessary. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, this is just me being old and bitter mm, yeah, and, and just a grumpy bastard. Yeah. But a percentage you know, of the audience is right there with you. A percentage of the audience is just shaking their head. It's all good, you know. Yeah, you know, and that's fine. You know, but it's like I see these combinations of like, I'll go over here, I'll spin, I'll spin, I'll spin, I'll roll, and and take, you know, and and a lot of guys I know are like, move the leg over, take the back, mm-hmm. and um, move your hips and back to the basic tapes. Yeah, but learning that movement is fantastic. I mean, I, I see some great movement out of people, and that goes a long way because you understand what to do when you're in weird, funky positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just for me. It's, I'm at the point I, I just want to be practical. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I used to do all the weird yeah, whatever. Yeah. Right? It's like no. It's like I'm, I'm the grumpy. Old, I just don't want to deal with it. Come here, you smash. Yeah, yeah. and then pass them and do whatever. It's. <laughs> I like the point you made about because the guard is the thing if you can retain a guard any guard Mm -hmm. but certainly a few key guards that's in the thing in the lore of jiu-jitsu at least gracie jiu-jitsu right and everybody works to develop a guard so if i can sit down or pull guard passively or actively and use that guard the point you were making i think was that it it can be so effective for what it is but you can end up with glaring weak spots the takedown thing mm-hmm. is kind of what you're referencing. That might be more legitimately realistic to the self-defense thing. Yeah. So you can get so good at this element on nice cushy mats with mostly willing partners, <laughs> right? That you completely forget. Because a big my reason zero of trying any martial art, but specifically jujitsu and stuff, mm-hmm. was the self-defense thing. Mm-hmm. It's like if I ever need to step in to help somebody else or help myself. What can I do? Mm-hmm. And up until three years ago, it was be big and scary and kind of strong. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, and you used that, to power that, lift, that could you? work. Yeah. So yeah. you could pick them up and right. toss it, them out of the way. It, as long as they're reasonably compliant, you know, <laughs> once they start swinging and stuff, uh, you know. Uh, so I kind of like that fact of like, you know, we're so obsessed with playing guard, so, so much so that we start matches and rounds that way, that how much are we actually completely missing out on relative to the real life use of, of mm. the martial arts. Again, it's just such a, a small part, uh, small part of it, but it's, for me, it's important because, and I, I, I say this a lot. It's what the re what you're doing is you're learning a martial art, you know, and in the back of your mind, there should always be that little voice that says it's a fight. Mm-hmm. And then if you keep that in mind, then the transition to go from sports jujitsu to, fighting jiu-jitsu that's easy 
you know, then it's like, oh, this is serious. This is why I'm training this. What does a choke do? A choke relieves someone unconscious. I'm not waiting for a tap. <laughs> you know, if, if we, if we scrapped into it and I got lucky enough to be able to choke you and you tap, I'm not letting go. It's not a sport. You tried to hurt me. Mm-hmm. What happens if I don't care about your tap? You know, then you're awake. I'm going to rifle or you're asleep. I'm going to rifle through your wallet, you know, take your phone, you know, you're going to get some weird pictures on that phone. But, um, you know, people have to realize it's not just going to be, oh, I'm going to tap and they're going to let go. Yeah. If you always keep that mentality, then you can switch from the sport to, to a self-defense situation with no problem. Sure. You know, but if you never think about that, oh, I choked him out and he tapped and he let, wait, you, you let the guy go. Now he's going to stab you or punch you or whatever. Right. He's got friends. Right. You know, I want, first and foremost, I want to protect my students and friends. Yeah. You know, I want them to be able to protect themselves. So, uh, you know, maybe it sounds way old school or something like that. I don't give a rat's ass. Yeah. yeah. Um, if I can, you know, I've had people come back and say, hey, I use this at the correctional office, you know, and I was able to control him and do this, you know, abusive husband, you know, the wife chokes him out or what. And I'll get these stories on occasion where this happened, this happened. And because they were able to keep that awareness of what we're doing for a reason, they got to be able to to get out of those situations. Sure. I'm happy. You can call me old. I don't give a rat's yeah, ass. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you get to go home at the end of the night, um, I will teach you everything that I can. I don't hold anything back, and I will teach you all the dirty stuff that uh, stuff stuff uh, yeah. stuff because uh, that stuff is going to be useful. Hopefully, never right. But hopefully, never. Yeah. Um, but then we can talk about the sport and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, pulling guard. I was going with this. Uh, Young punk Alex Kim, uh, you know, and he, he's you know young athletic, all you know, and he's like working the takedowns. I just pull guard. He's like, "Did you just pull guard?" It's like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I'm not proud. I don't care. I'll pull guard, <laughs> even after I told you not to." And he's like, "Son of a bitch." Um, so you know, it's that's just playing. That's gym jitsu. You yeah. have fun, or that's yeah. the sport. Have fun. Try everything. You know, it's it's the student's job to figure it out and grow. Uh, the coach can give them all the information that they want, but it's their journey. You guys figure it out. Well, and in that specific case, that's a lesson in picking the right tactic. So, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm a beat up old body. I'm not going to, you know, stand with you and take I'm that. Tired. Take I got that. a sprained ankle, turf toe, bad neck. My shoulder's jacked. You know what? Come here, punk. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have turf toe? Uh, yeah. Like, uh, I was doing lots of double legs. Yeah. yeah. See? <laughs> pushing off of Pull it. guard. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know what? Screw it. Come here. I hear that hurts like hell. Yeah. And then, uh, well, that's what beer's for. Yes. Um, yes. So, 100%. So, it's, that's a cure all. That's how but, you make uh, it through, you yeah. But, you know, but when I see students, I don't, like I said, I don't care about it. But when I see students like pick something and then they, they do it, then they progress and I see those success. Oh, man, that makes me so happy. Yeah, man. You know, it's like I see them going for, you know, something, you know, it's like, hey, we just went over that class. I'm saying, oh, they almost got almost got it. Oh, oh, oh I'm going to shut up because I don't want to ruin it. They got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so good job. You know, it's, it uh, does feel good to be able to learn something, do it, and then share it with somebody else and have them have that same experience. Yeah, so. And then just seeing them, you know, light up. It's like, yeah, that's my first submission. I'm like, yes. Yeah. You know, it just makes me very happy. Yeah, man. Know? It feels real good. So, uh, how long, uh, how long were you to black belt then? Uh, I've been at Black Belt six years this last March. 
So as uh, blue belt for probably what ten ish or something like that. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Just because of the availability of instructors and gyms and all that, right? Yeah, availability and all that sort of stuff. And uh, you know, I'm on forever blue belt because I'm trash at jujitsu. Just keep showing I, up. I got, I got I got all kinds of access to uh, professors and stuff. I'm just terrible. Nah, you just get sit on top of somebody <laughs> and smash them. You'll be fine and progress. That's You'll actually working okay so far. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually working out all right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Keep keep going. Tell me tell me the journey to black belt. Um, let's see. Oregon started with uh, OJJ, mm-hmm. old school. OJJ, and um, then SBG. Uh, mm-hmm. And then at the time, uh, that's where I got my blue belt. And now, uh, before I diverge onto other things, uh-huh. or, um, and at the time, Matt Thornton had brought up uh, Chris Howder. Uh, do you know who he is? Yeah. All right. So Chris Howder, uh, he's still one of my favorites just because uh, wealth of knowledge, he's, he, 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 stories, wealth of knowledge, uh, you know, and he's just, just, it, 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 he's the mindset that I like, you know, the same with straight blast jams, all that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, he's got the get on top, stay on top and all that. But mm-hmm. he was one, he is the one that Matt brought up uh, to do the promotions uh, for the, for straight blast gyms at the time. And um, so there's a handful of us, you know, and we got our blue belts through him and all that. So we compete a lot. Um, you know, lots of tournaments, drove places and all that sort of stuff uh, to, to get to as many as we could. Um, so after that, there was, uh, I moved to Tacoma, Washington. Don't go to Tacoma. Um, uh, anyway, no, so then no as plans, we, like, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you can drive past, um, there's gig car, sorry. but, um, so then I was with Marcelo Alonso, uh, for like six months to a year or something like that. So that's where I got like four stripes on my blue belt. Uh, Marcelo is funny guy. He's, uh, your, your typical Brazilian guy. And, uh, you know, he's like, Oh, Fabio, you know, you were with me a little. I, I, we go light. I hurt my neck. And so we go light. And next thing I know, I'm in a knife fight because it's like, holy crap. I'm just trying to do everything I can to survive. And he's just tearing me a new one. And he's still holding back because, you know, it's like, then I put your arm over here. I crash you. I do this and choke you out. And he wasn't even trying. He's like, oh, we go light. I hurt my neck. And then he destroys me. It's like, you bastard those are my favorite guys in the gym the guys that know oh, you want a flow roll and then a couple minutes in you're like this is a fucking flow yeah, roll he didn't even have to bring up his neck it's like dude you're just gonna trash me yeah, anyway yeah, but yeah. uh super nice guy and like he wasn't doing anything like you know if he is just let me know hey i got an injury let's roll mm-hmm. and uh but i was just trying to hang on for dear life trying mm-hmm. to whatever it's such a cool experience because like dude, I'm getting owned. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. How weird is that? You know, it's like, I'm getting owned. I'm excited about it, right? It's like, <laughs> but you're learning so much when you're getting your ass handed to you. It's like, this is cool. Because um, it's an expression of your future, hopefully. Hopefully. Like, I'll be able to do a little bit yeah. of this. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a great coach, super nice guy. Um, and you'll have to, I'm not even going to apologize. I do crappy accents. Brazilians, uh, uh, I was actually going to interrupt at some point and say that's so far the best Brazilian accent I've heard <laughs> on the show. I think it's pretty good. 
Thanks. You, you can tell you've done it a time or two, actually. Now I, ha- now I have to wait for uh, getting some angry calls from, let's see, Joao and Marcelo Nunez. Oh, Fabio, when I come up, we're going to have a little talk. You know, it's a lot of shit. I'm good. They're going to kick my ass. Um, because Marcelo sounds different. He's a big guy, a big voice. You know, mm-hmm. and all. So, uh, God, he's going to hurt me. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, A short time there with him, though. Did you move or something again? Uh, well, for, from there, we moved from Tacoma to Minneapolis, okay. um, actually Brooklyn Park. And then, uh, I kind of just ended up teaching right off, pretty close to right off the bat over at Minnesota Collie Group for mm-hmm. about 17 years. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. That's a big, long stint. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a long time. And then, um, at some point during that, uh, I brought out my friend Tom Obey, who I met, briefly mentioned earlier. He's mm-hmm. the one who gut punched me. Thanks, Tom. Uh, and I was like, <gasps> uh, but I brought him out because uh, he is a black belt by then, like second, first, second degree, and all that. Um, so I had him out for a few seminars. Fantastic instructor, um, super detailed. Um, if you want someone who will like just break everything down analytically or whatever you need. He does an amazing job with that. Fantastic. Uh, Do you have content out there? Has he got like a YouTube or Instagram or anything? Or uh, I don't know. Sure. But uh, Tom Obrew, Five Rings Jiu-Jitsu, absolutely a fantastic coach. Um, and uh, But I had him out uh, a few times, and then uh, I got promoted uh, to Purple Belt under him. And then um, after a while, like, uh, I mean, he is over in Oregon, obviously. It's a little harder for to get him on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so John Dornick, who is one of the guys at the MKG, Minnesota Collie Group, uh, you know, got together with Chris McKeown. Uh, so I'm a black belt under Chris McKeown, Higgins Machado, same as uh, that other bald bastard, Roland. Hey, Roland. <laughs> um, so we got our black belts at the same time. But um, – and I had seen about Chris at first, and I was like, eh, because at first his gym was called No Rules Martial Arts or something like that. Or no, I was like, God, I've already been through that. I've already been through No Rules and getting my ass in. <laughs> but that's not, apparently that's not what it meant. There's sure. No Rules, you can't do this or that. So it's supposed to be answered. Uh, but yeah. uh, that, originally that kind of kept me away until uh, one of the guys said, hey, you know, here's Chris, let me. Once I actually got a chance to talk to him, and uh you know and actually get to know him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my f- first thing that i wanted uh for the students there is you know to make sure that that they have a coach that didn't just grind them out you know i mean crap they already had me uh but i wanted somebody that when i actually talked to him he actually he cares about his students he really does yeah and so it's like all right that's what sold me on uh getting an affiliation with him in the gym and all that sort of stuff uh, and then I got my brown belt through Chris and, uh, and eventually my black belt and all that sort of stuff. So that's been my, my journey. Did you so say far. you got your black belt with Roland or mm-hmm. was it around the same time? Or? Nope. Same day. Nice. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We both had knee injuries. We both had, you know, two bald gimpy guys yeah. getting, the, getting beat up for a while and all that's our stuff so limping into black belt. L- l- limping into you know we're, we're coming in but we're sliding that car and it's rolling it's on fire but we made it um so yeah so that was uh so then i got went with uh with chris so sure sure so, so where are you teaching now at bellum teaching 
I did. So I left Minnesota Collie Group, started mm-hmm. something else that uh, decided to part ways mm-hmm. uh, after about a year with those guys. And uh, uh, yeah, uh, it's a, um, let's see, sore subject. So I'm going to just leave it at the gym that shall not be named. Sure. Um, but so once I left them, is like I was pretty much actually planning on uh, being done teaching and just you know go roll every once in a while. So uh, uh, at one point I connected with uh, Zhao a little bit over at uh, Rio, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, super welcoming, really nice guy, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and so I, I trained there for a little bit, and I'd known Derek for a while. Excuse me, I'm gonna take a sip here. Yeah. yeah. Derek Barlow. Derek Barlow. Yep. Um, so I'd known him for a while because we'd been rolling like Saturday mornings, all that sort of stuff, um, uh, doing early morning sessions. But uh, so I'd been training the uh, Ariel for a bit, but then he's like, dude, you know, I'm, you know, my business partner's leaving and I need a coach. And I'm like, well, what about this guy? <sighs> what about this guy? <sighs> Are you sure you don't want. So. When a friend asks for help, and if yeah. I can manage it, and it's something I can do, I'll help. So he asked me to teach, and, and partly also because after leaving that place, um, it was, uh, you know, uh, there's depression and sort all that sort of stuff. It yeah. was like, oh, well, I'm not teaching, I'm, you know, I'm not doing anything, all that sort of stuff. And I think he also probably kind of saw that. So one is he needed a coach. Two is like, eh, you you could probably stand to be a little bit doing something. Uh, the difference between being like burnt out or done with a thing versus burnt out or done with that version or that location of the thing. That version in that location yeah. is I, it's done. I've put, yeah. stabbed it, put a stake in it, yeah. set it on fire and kicked it off a bridge. But it's, then you realize, okay, I still need the jujitsu. I, I still, still want I, the teaching. I still need the jujitsu and the yeah. teaching and the violence. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so, you know, so it turned out, you know, I went over there and, uh, you know, I've, uh, started coaching and they haven't gotten rid of me yet. So, uh, and Derek's a really good dude, right? So it's, um, uh, you know, if his online per- Facebook persona, you know, he's brash and whatever, mm-hmm. he's a good dude. If you have, you know, just talk to the guy. He's a really nice guy. Um, always cares about his students, um, you know, which is something I look for and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people, and, you know, he's a family guy, super hard, one of the hard workingest guys I know. Um, so, but I've been coaching there for the last, um, couple of years. Sure. Uh, well, the, the pandemic yeah, pre or post, uh, well, pre yeah. then yeah. the pandemic. Sure. Sure. Then of course, nobody was training yeah, yeah. during that time Zero, and they were yeah. staying at home. hundred percent. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, Yeah. So whether I was or was, it doesn't matter. I just like yeah. putting posts up about it. It's yeah, like, yeah. oh, wasn't training all this, you know, because yeah. that's BS. Every So many people were. Um, Speakeasy culture came back. Oh, yeah, totally. And yeah. even when I wasn't training, you know, because I, I, I did my best to hold out because I was like, you know, I want my wife to be comfortable and all that mm-hmm, sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but, you know, kind of kind of push buttons a little bit every once in a while. So I made little speakeasy th- speak jujitsu things and mm-hmm. put them up there just mm-hmm. to. Because there's, I ju- there's just so many that were like, oh yeah, don't do this, but secretly they were. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, really? So, but for so many people, th- 
they they needed that, right? They didn't have other forms of things, whether it's your socializing or that exercising. So, uh, you, you know, fine, go ahead. I'm not going to judge you for it, yeah. you know? And so many for people sure. were like so judgmental, uh, you know, even if you had a different opinion on something, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? It's like, wow, all of a sudden I'm disowned or this or that. You know, and I've heard so many people, uh, excuse me there. Yeah, yeah. I've heard so many people like stories of like, yeah, they won't even talk to me anymore. My family members won't talk to me because, uh, you know, I didn't wear a mask that day or it's like, yeah, well, yeah. really? It's like, I get it. It's a scary time and all that for everybody, you know, but, um, you know, just be honest if you do or don't, you know, accept it. Just don't meet around them while they're doing that stuff, yeah, you yeah. know, but everybody has to ride that high horse that and all that sort of stuff and if you aren't doing it well you're a bad horrible person and you just killed this me killing grandma i'm killing grandma look, look do the best thing that's good for you mm. you know and uh and i stay away from you know if i'm going to see my in-laws or somebody okay i'll stay away from people i'm going on vacation i'll stay away from the mat it'll make my wife happy i won't get anybody sick yeah. and um it's a sensible boundary, right? And, but it got to a point where it's like, all right, I haven't been training for three months and I'm miserable. I yeah. need to do something. It's a so sanity, then it was like, sanity keeper, man. But, it's yeah, a so sanity then I would keeper. just pick one or two guys. Yeah. Hey, let's meet over here. Let's do this over at this place or whatever. Uh, obviously, I would say that no, we were not in any gyms. <laughs> I don't give a crap. But um, I'd meet with one or two people, right? Yep. So if you all know trusted and all this, uh, this way I could have that safety thing uh you know and make sure hey have you been or anything like that no we're fine all that sort of stuff so we checked on each other made sure yeah. that nobody was feeling sick or anything but i think that's pretty much the system everybody used you know just sensibly like keeping it a smaller yeah. crowd a consistent crowd you got the sniffles maybe skip it etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah, there's plenty of times it's like you know what um, I, I i don't feel you know i got a little bit of, you know sniffle stuff going on i'm gonna stay home especially yeah. at the very beginning right i mean right. if you're not doing whatever you can at the very start of this whole thing was like you know be yeah be considerate to others i'm not saying right. i ran out into the gym right i I paid attention. What was going on? What was the thing? You know, and I, you know, same uh, thing you'd normally do if you had the sniffles. Same thing normally. Maybe do, back right? up, S and stay home. home, and you know, let them know. You know, that's our stuff. So, where but, where is where is Bellum? Uh, Saint Paul, off of Fairview. You should come visit. I will, yeah, eventually. So, yeah. I'm trying to go to all of them eventually. Yeah. Excellent. I do like a Saturday or early morning session. Um, What's I'd early like on a Saturday? Well, I, I do an 8.30 session because this way I get the day done. Yeah, man. Love and it. And then uh, I go do my other stuff and I yep. go visit my father-in-law and uh, or uh, or go shoot stuff. Yeah, or yeah. And, uh, Other life stuff. stuff. So, yeah, you know, and this way I still have the rest of the day. Mm. Um, you know, to do whatever I want. Because you, know, you start at 11, then, you know, 11 to 1, then you have to sit there and BS for an hour and a half. Man. And then then it's like 3 o'clock, and all of a sudden it's like, well, hi, honey, I said I'd be home like it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, 12.30, it's not 3. I'm, um, I'm an early riser, and then, like, I, I'm in that same mindset where I like to have my day, you know. Mm -hmm. And I would love, like, a 7 or 8 a.m. Oh. on a Saturday. I don't mind the midday, but again, if if you're a natural early riser, you've been up since six. You're like waiting around four or five hours to go to jujitsu. Well, uh, I've been roll. doing that for years because um, most of the time I was usually teaching, 
so then I would, you know, it's like, you know what? Nobody else is training during this time. The mat's empty. I would find people, hey, let's come in 8, 8, 30. And, you know, the few people that did is like, this is great. I'm getting actual training time. I'm not teaching, um, you know, I'm getting my time into drill, roll, whatever, uh, as, as a coach, you know, or as an, a coach or athlete, you know, my time. Because mm-hmm. um, if not, you know, then I, if I can't develop, then I can't develop my students. So that 830 time is, I've been doing that since what? Purple belt? So yeah. 8, 830 and uh, pretty much almost every Saturday, get up, train, get my time in. Uh, I still do that now, and I tell anybody who comes over, look, it's Saturday morning. I'm not teaching you a damn thing. I mean, I'll give tips and things yeah, if yeah, I see yeah, something yeah. good or right, if they're close right. to something. But, um, you know, I, I tell them ahead of time, this isn't teaching time. This is I'm rolling training. You guys can drill or roll whatever you want. Uh, because if the instructor needs their time to develop and be better and stay keep the blade sharp so to speak mm-hmm. um and all that sort of stuff so and plus you know i, I need to not be fat so i, I was I gonna say going. you started jujitsu for you there's reasons you like jujitsu so you should get to do jujitsu <laughs> yeah i mean i love teaching it's great it's yeah you know it's uh you know one of the best experience that, uh experiences um i think i'm a pretty good instructor i'm gonna toot my own horn i, I think mm-hmm. i'm a, I'm a pretty decent um you know i still have so much more to learn Mm -hmm. but what i have learned i can do pretty well um but that being said it's like i need my time (laughs) tell me about your teaching style you got you got the standard predictable way of teaching jujitsu or how do you like to go about it i guess is what i want to ask how does one teach people jujitsu um Take the white belts, put them together, throw a knife on the middle, and say, go at it. No. Um, <laughs> you learn real quick. Um, it, it varies. Uh, I kind of got to pay attention to who's doing what. I mean, for the most part, uh, you know, having a standard way of doing it is good for some beginning classes, things like that. You know, you do your warm-ups. Uh, you do these techniques, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, two or three techniques, and then uh, you roll. So I think that's pretty standard. Um, you know, I don't like to do running, you know, running in a circle, all that sort of stuff. Agreed. Like, <laughs> uh, I mean, I think that my time on the mat is limited. Mm-hmm. So you can have me do whatever else, right? But, um, man, you got bubbly water now, yeah, burpee. That, that's, uh, it, that's a, a cardinal sin, and I do, <laughs> I do it all the time. If you're on a microphone, you don't want bubbly stuff. I do it every time, though. I think you did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not that professional of an operation here. Um, I want my avion. Uh, no, but... Um, I don't like doing the running too often. Yeah, it warms you up, but I'd rather do drill specific or movement yeah. specific things yeah. towards something related to the mat. You know, whether you're, you know, if if you're doing lines of shooting double legs, that's fine. You know, but running in a circle, running in a circle, okay, you work up a little sweat, maybe you're loose and I'd rather do functional movement towards the art. Right. Um, but that that's, being said, three or five or ten more reps of a shrimp. We were doing a warm up, but I'm still repping out a valuable yeah. skill. Or yeah, I mean, there's lots of ways you can, you know, do them with partners, this and that and all that. But um, 
I want to maximize my time on the mat yeah. as it relates to the art itself. Um, but then it, it varies, um, you know, like with my fundamentals class is um, I, I'll go through a series. Like the first couple of weeks, I'll teach only one or two things during the class. You know, we're going to do this one and this one. Second week, this one and this one. You know, and then like the third week, then, it, well, let me rephrase that. First week, teach two things. Second week, review the two things, add two more. Yeah. Third week, add maybe one or two more things to the other three. And so we're building this. Pro- it doesn't have to be a progression. You know, it can be similar things or whatever. But by the end of it, they've got the repetition on those ones. They're learning the new ones. And then they've got the, the third week they're doing it. Fourth week, I'm bored out of my mind because everybody's repped everything so many times on yeah. so many people. Right. I might have to walk around and just correct one or two things. But for the most part, they're helping each other. Oh, no, we here, here. They've drilled it so many times in that four-week period um, that that last day I'm like, yay, I'm yeah, bored. Right. Hey, can I? No, we got it. Shut up. Uh, that's when you throw the knife in the middle. That's when I throw the knife no. in the middle. Um, so I found that to be a very interesting thing. And plus, they're moving the whole entire time for that hour period. By the time they're doing all those repetitions, all right, do 20 of these, 20 of these, 20 of these, 20 of these. Then as soon as you're done, switch, grab new bike, 20 of these. I mean, they've done so many sets by the end of the hour where it's like, you know, four weeks, they've just repped it out. It's like they don't have to do anything else. And And depending uh, on the fitness level, just that many repetitions in a row. I mean, it's a fair bit of a workout too. Oh, yeah. Constant move for for an hour. It's like... It's called no. exercise in, in any other setting, right? Yeah. Well, because I found that like the typical one show one, two, three techniques mm-hmm. sort of thing, you know, it's like, well, you do your warm up, then you do the technique, then you drill the, but now you've cooled down and all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I want to be able to keep that sweat going throughout the whole thing. Um, you know, so I'll do that a lot for the fundamentals class. Right now we're doing uh, adding stand up striking uh, for the fundamentals. Uh, and people like that. So we're adding a little bit of Muay Thai because, again, self-defense, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, you know, so I want that aspect in there and seeing where people's coordination is on that before, hey, let's jump into combatives and start doing this without you guys knowing how to throw a punch, defend, right. recognize, you know, when somebody's setting something up, all that sort of stuff. So we're going to spend some time on that to really kind of uh, develop different attributes and then build it back into like clinching and then groundwork and all that sort of stuff. But everything, uh, kind of a throwback to straight blast gym and Matt Thornton, he has what's called aliveness. Um, and basically right away, you're trying to put things into use, uh, with live movement. That's our thing right away. Instead of just a static pattern, Drill the sweep, go to mount, do that, right? So right away, we're, we're getting this live motion throughout the whole time. So we've got the stand-up. Right away, I'm having them. Uh, all right, here's your jab, cross, hook. Now let's jab, cross, hook, and move. Jab, cross. You know, so moving the whole time and adding that uh, that aliveness, that movement right away so they don't become like little rock'em, sock'em robots. Yeah. Uh, so I drill and, the pass, I drill 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 the pass, like in the essentials class or the fundamentals mm-hmm. class. But at some point... 
why are you drilling the pass? What happens after the pass? And, yeah, you're, so then, and you're saying, let's get down to that chain of events and train it all the way through. Yeah. So then sometimes we'll do the pass to, you know, you know, to this position, this position, yeah. and then chain them, all, chain them all together. And then by the end of it, you can do, all right, you guys are doing this really well. Let's add this variable in. And then they pick up that variable right away because it's like, all right, my body understands where to go and what to do and how mm-hmm. to move then this isn't that big of a deal to add this new thing. So adding a new move at the end of the whole thing is like, oh, fine. Oh, now check this out. Add this over here. Sure. Picks it up right away. Right. Um, so it kind of depends. Um, right now we're doing a little bit more competition yeah. sort of thing. So uh, I'm doing lots of positional roles, but uh, after every round um, I'll do – have them do have them <laughs> do five, 10 burpees, you know, 20 crunches. So they're moving the entire hour and a half. Right. Uh, so after everything, after every round, we're doing something. Get and, used to being out of breath while you apply your technique kind of deal. Yeah. There's just no stuff. Yeah. They're moving for an hour yeah, and a half yeah. where everybody else is uh, taking their break, hands on the hips, bending over, grabbing their drink of water. It's like, no. All so, the way, baby. But I'm never stepping so. <laughs> on the competition mat. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, evil dictator says no. <laughs> um, but honestly, if they need water, they can grab water. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, I don't sure. care as long for as sure. they're happy, having fun, right? But, um, but it's that constant movement, and by the end of it, they're just done. You know, they're cooked. Um, so it varies. You know, one of my favorites is um, uh, fast flow rolls. And so say that again, fast flow rolls. All right. Tell me you what you want to be, you want to be, I mean, it's just like rolling. You want to be as technical as possible. Mm-hmm. Any submission you catch and release, you don't hold anything for more, any position for more than three seconds. And you do that for 10 minutes. Yeah. So flow you, roll, but you put some tempo in it, put some tempo in it. You, you try and be as technical as possible. You can experiment with movement. Um, and then you do, do that for 10 minutes. And then you do it for two more rounds of 10 minutes. So you have 30 minutes of fast action moving, um, you know, without having to worry about that competition into it. You can think about, oh, where can I move? Where can I go? How can I apply this? And that's one of the best conditioning drills that I've done, um, at least for myself. Uh, When I was doing that regularly, I would just out gas guys just because I could out move them. And I wasn't moving fast per se it just helped me improve my timing to where i wanted to be so they're going here i'm already on to the next thing and as they're dying because it's like he's not stopping you know it's like all right let's keep going let's keep (laughs) i'm tapping i didn't even get to do anything (laughs) um but that really helped my conditioning and and doing it and then again you do something in between right you do 25 push-ups in between each round you do 10 burpees in between each round uh, and then while everybody else is resting, you're doing a little bit more. So I find yeah. that really helpful. This, this simple, small things of improving fitness. Fitness is so easy oh. in the most general sense. So, do a little bit, a little bit here, a little bit there, do a little bit more next week. Unfortunately, super, super tacos simple. are easy too. A very, very easy. <laughs> There's <laughs> a taco truck by my house. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I like those ones. Um, other than that, I, try and be kind of flexible, but I kind of have an idea of what I like. Um, mm-hmm. I'll check in with Derek as far as like, uh, you know, where we're at with uh, what he wants as far as progressions or what we're working on. 
sometimes we'll work the same theme uh, of similar thing throughout the week. Other times it's like, well, I want to spend more time on this because I'm just barely scratching the surface on it. So then I'll spend like, you know, a few more weeks on it while he's moving on to other stuff and then we'll catch back up later. But um, so just having fun, you know, seeing where people are at and progressing. So do you teach much? uh, I mean, obviously you do, but I guess I mean like formally as its own thing, do you teach much judo or any of that? Or is it just kind of melded in with the jujitsu More melded classes? in, yeah. you know, and um, if I really want to have a, a good focus, and we have a, a Brandon, I'm going to butcher his last name, Bukholz or something like that. Something uh, he's a lines, judo yeah. black belt right, uh, right. as well, and right. he just got his jujitsu black belt. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, he'll come in and, you know, he really likes to work the judo stuff too. I mean, he's pretty old school. Uh, so, you know, he can always give tips and all this and help us improve. Um, you know, a lot of my takedowns, um, are uh, semi-improvising. I've got takedowns, things like that, but a lot of them is where can I put myself in the best position? And there are also a lot of things where they're easy on my body. So, uh, you know, a lot of roly-poly stuff, weird takedowns, uh, you know, um, rolling knee bars. I love those old school stuff. Uh, I try not to give up my back too often. Seems like uh, good advice. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, like the old judo throws, you give up, you know, you go for the throw and then, and then they're choking if you screw it up. Um, right. but that's also in a negative cause that also prevented me from growing that other aspect of some, some throws, right. I was like, I don't want to give up my back. That's a bad idea. So lots of Tominagi sweeps, um, maybe some l- little more funky takedowns. I, you know, mm-hmm. I used to have a really good double leg when I had knees. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was good. Yeah, you know, yeah. I could, uh, when I hit the double leg, I could easily, what do you weigh? If I may ask if that's inappropriate. Well, no. <laughs> hey, two, some people are sensitive. Yeah, about 280, 285. <laughs> yeah. Like with you back in the day, I could easily done the double leg, lifted you up and spin, spun sure, you. And I would have sure. been around 170. Yeah. Um, so, but that was way back, back in yeah. the nom. <laughs> um, back in the nom days. Back in the nom. Yeah. I, I like the, and I've only, just started flirting with it, but I really like the judo foot sweeps. Oh yeah, it, it seems like like judo's violent poetry. I've said that a few times on mm-hmm. this this thing, but it, that seems like the the absolute most poetic. This is all timing, and it looks so mysterious. It's like mm-hmm. the invisible punch equivalent or whatever that <laughs> was, the Muhammad Ali thing. I also like it because it's easy on my body. Mm-hmm. My poor partner. Taking a few falls here and there, but it just seems like the best way to go about putting someone down. Like the lowest energy, lowest likelihood of injury, etc., oh, etc. Et yeah. And they just look so cool. It just looks like an accident, and they do them well, you know. Yeah, as uh, with one of the students, I'd been teaching like foot sweeps for like a couple weeks, mm-hmm. and nobody's even trying them. So then, as like <laughs> I was going with this one guy. And like my foot comes forward, he sweeps me, beautiful sweep. I'm on my side. I'm like, oh, that was great. And he was so happy. I was like, he's like, I got that from your class. I'm like, son of a bitch, you actually paid attention. God, not, now I know not to, you know, take him too lightly now because yeah. it's like, all right, he's watching out for foot sweeps right, and actually right. trying them. Because I, I went through weeks wrong. teaching him, right? So I was like, you just got to teach him wrong now and then it won't happen again. Oh, no, now I'm, I'm going to do the counter. <laughs> <laughs> oh right right yeah that's the process right you learn the thing now you got to know the counter but, uh, but i was very happy because it was beautifully done yeah. right? and i was like you're here tying up you know he's pushing me up against the wall i'm pushing back off right. and then next thing i know my foot goes here i'm like you bastard um 
you know, but it's like, you, you showed that. It's like, yeah, good. I'm happy for you. Yeah, yeah. As, uh, as you're writhing in pain on the ground, I'm proud, proud moment. But it, no, it is a really nice sweep. So it's like, but I'm happy when, you know, when I get caught with stuff from, you know, from yeah. it's like, yeah, sweet. You know, it's, it's, stuff is working. Yeah. Stuff. It proves that you're a good coach, right? Mm. If, if Hopefully. your students don't get stuff on you mm. eventually, let's mm. say, what are you even doing? Uh, you know, I don't care if I get beat, tapped, or anything like mm-hmm. that. Um, thing is, like, when I, I'm really serious about it, you know, and you're progressing, and I see that next progression, uh, I just don't want to make it easy. You know, I want you know, I want you to be. I want you to tap me out. I want you to progress. I want you to be better than I ever was or could have been or anything right, like that. Right. Um, but given that, if you're aiming to be better, I'm going to make it as hard as possible for you because uh, I don't want to give it up. Shit, I still got fight in me. Um, I like to scrap. I like to have a good tussle and all that sort of stuff. But I'm not going to make it easy when you're at the points that you need to progress. Yeah. You know, if we're, ha- you know, playing, moving, having fun, okay, great. You know, I've tapped plenty of times. I'll tap plenty more. Um, but when you're at those moments where it's like it could be that point where it's that next level sort of jump, mm-hmm. you know, no way am I going to just give it up. Oh, wait, wait, I'll stop a minute. You know, the thing you stop it. Oh, now if you get the arm bar here and take the submission <laughs> away from him and talk to, it's like, dude, uh, that's not cool. Well, you know, it seems like there's also logic behind like people are going to reach certain heights, but they're going to get it from push from you, mm-hmm. like coaching, teaching, practice, all that. But like, you also got to push people. You know, they'll get this high, but if you were pushing them and leaning in and making it hard, they'll end up getting this high. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, it's it's paying attention to where they're so close to that next sort of level is. Mm-hmm. Everything else in between, that's fine. I tap all the time. I'll roll with people. Hey, good. You know, they're close to it. Everything's technical. It's great. Yeah. You know, but when we're having a hard scrap, you know, it's like, well... We're rolling. I'm having, we're, we're going right. I'm not here to be friendly guy. I'm here to try and get my roll in, get my submission, all that sort of stuff. You know, so I don't want to make it easy on them. Uh, just because, you know, I, that's doing them a disservice. Definitely. Uh, you know, if a lot of people equate, Oh, jujitsu is life. And you know, jujitsu teaches us. Yeah, you know, and if I make crap easy on you, what does that teach you? That, you know, it's like, you know, oh, there's an easy out here, right? No, you have to learn the crappy stuff. You have to know that things aren't always going to be fair. And you have to know that that neon belly is on purpose, and I'm going to make your life suck as much as possible. Uh, And and I'll go there as many times as I need to until you figure out how to escape. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, I don't bully him or anything like that, right? But it's just enough pressure to where it's... All right, you can work out of this. And so many people have panicked, you know, like, uh, oh, have you ever had the stupid choke done to you? Two hands on the neck sort of thing. It's called something else, but I don't like saying that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah. I know what you mean. No, no. So I've done that to guys and gals alike, you Mm -hmm. know, one-handed, two-handed, doesn't matter. I put my hand on their neck and what do you think they do? I'm guessing panic. Panic. Yeah. You know, they freak out. You know, it doesn't matter. I've guys 6'5, 250, all that sort of stuff, uh, ladies and all. So, you know, they panic, they, they try and peel that off or get that way. 
Well, what happens? You peeled that off. I'm still in the same position. I'm going to choke you again, Mm -hmm. you know, and until you figure out you're not in a bad place. What do you have when I'm extending my arm here? Oh, when you see that light bulb hit, Mm -hmm. oh, then they reach out and break my arm. And I've had a few times where it's like, oh, God, I should should have been a little more careful with that. They snapped that pretty good. They've learned that lesson. Uh, They've learned that lesson, right? But it's, um, it's, I want to make it difficult on them, but I want them to be able to see the way out. Yeah. Um, you know, some, some instances, you know, some people respond to telling them others, you know, you need to feel this, you need to understand the pressure and all this sort of stuff and all that, um, uh, and where that's going to come in. It's, you know, there's no other way around it. Um, you got to understand the suck. So, yeah, that's imperative to your response to the self-defense situation. Mm-hmm. You're going to respond with what you've practiced. Yeah. If that's nothing, then you'll have no response. Yeah. If it's panic, you'll panic. Yeah. Right. And in some cases, I feel bad because there's some guys that work through like uh, claustrophobia and all mm-hmm. that sort of thing, mm-hmm. and they don't tell me that ahead of time. Mm. And that's I will, a, that's on them, baby. You got, well, I mean. yeah, you know, and uh, you know, so then I'll, <laughs> I'll, I've gone through, and I mean, I've made life miserable for them, and then like at the end, they're like, "That was too much. That was too much. Oh, why is that? I'm claustrophobic." Dude, you should yeah, tell me these things. Yeah. I can work around yeah. that and and still p- push you so you can work through that. Mm-hmm. I've got a guy now like that, right? So, like, he hates being on his back. He's got great scramble. So, what do I do? I put it on his back. And once he starts to freak out, it's like, breathe, calm down. Where are you at? What are your answers? And then you can see it kind of go, okay, he's not actually trying to hurt me. I can work through this, mm-hmm. you know. And then he starts to work through the process and all that sort of stuff, right? right? So, right. um because coaches shouldn't be there to bully you or beat up on you, uh, sort of thing. I mean, there's time for a scrap, but, um, you know, they're there to push you, you know, they're there to, to make you face what's uncomfortable. Hopefully I can do that. And when it comes to the point where it's like, I'm too old and beat up, guess what? I've been working on guys who can still do that for me. And now I, I may no longer be the hammer, but I've got other hammers, you know, and they can do that for me, but they're being trained with the same sort of, thing to help you progress and not bully or beat you up or anything like that. Mm. We just want to see everybody improve and get better. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. Um, it's a nice segue into the final thing I usually ask people. Uh, if I'm a white belt in jujitsu, in the most general sense, give me advice. What's your advice for white belts? Mm, invest in ibuprofen. Um, that's the master's division that's, white belt. That's the master's division. Uh, you know, whenever I, I talk to beginners, um, you, you know, coming in fresh, it's like I, I want to try and get across a couple of things. So first of all, I go over the rules, you know, tap, say tap if anything hurts, things like that. Um, but I tell them, you know, first go at a pace that's comfortable. You know, you've got nothing to prove or anything or competing with any of them, especially when you don't know what you're doing. Uh, you know, so just take the time, learn, tab. Uh, now, when it comes to more in depth, is like when you're out there, just pay attention. Just learn where to go, what to do, what are the positions. And then, you know, just pay attention to what's going on. You don't have to compete right off the bat with whoever it is it's fun you know and people with no experience yeah let's scrap this is great ow my neck 
Okay. <laughs> take your time to learn, take your time to work the escapes, learn the positions. So not everything is scary. So you don't freak out and hurt yourself. You know, so many people want to rush right into it. And maybe that's me sounding like uh old grandpa or something. It's like, take your time. Don't get hurt. Just see what's happening. Pay attention. What are they doing? You don't have to panic. You don't have to do all that stuff. And then you'll learn and progress quickly and they're going to help you. It's, um, you know, you're going to go through the steps. What are the positions? Uh, you know, learn your escapes. <laughs> you know, that that's a big one. Everybody, you know, the submission. Yeah, that's cool. I want, you know, <laughs> learn how but you to can't submit. get out of mount. So you your submission don't mean shit. You can't get out of mount. You know, you can't, you're trying to do a barambola. It's your first day and you haven't, uh, and you just hurt your neck. Good job. <laughs> you know, learn the positions, learn how to move, uh, and you know, work your escapes and your first job, you're going to suck. It's okay. Embrace it because you're learning something new. You know, it's, it's, you're learning a new language, so to speak. Uh, quite, uh, quite literally, you know, but it's like, you have to learn, you know, the, the, the letters, the words, the vowels, the context, mm. all this, right? Mm. You can't immediately go, you know, I'm, I'm learning German, Krankenwagen, and be immediately able to right. speak in the Deutsch and the Achtung. <laughs> uh, I can't speak German, and I've probably offended a lot Clearly, of people. Clearly, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're not going to jump in with sentences and, and lectures in jujitsu. No, just, just take your time. You know, I love yeah. it when the guy who's been doing it a week, well, this is how I finish Alma Plata. You can't even stand up yet, uh, but no, shut up. Um, just take your time and learn. So many people want to rush and want to get into the rolling and go as hard as you can right off the bat. And I try and slow people down so one, they can understand you want to do this for a long time, mm -hmm. not two years. Oh, I got my blue belt and my back hurts. Oh, my neck hurts. That was great two years. I think I'm done. Well, then whatever we've done, we've done poorly, poorly. because you shouldn't have to be able to do that. Right. Um, so, so what about blue belt then? So I make it to blue belt. Blue belt. Pretend I'm a blue belt. <laughs> you know, I, I look at each one differently. For me, the, you know, I kind of try and figure out who, who likes what game and all that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, kind of that, but. For me right now, I'm on a, on a focus of getting your fundamentals down um, and just getting that baseline, right? So even into blue belt, when you start getting from blue belt to mid blue belt or sort of uh, something like that, you know, sharpen, sharpen those fundamentals as much as you can. Um, and from there on, you, you can develop your game however you want. Now, you're a big dude. doesn't mean you can't have a movement game or, you know, some funky other sort of game. You totally can. You just have to understand how to do that and how to best move for you. Um, so Blue Belt, I mean, I really want people to, to really develop those fundamental skills and have, the, have them as sharp as they can be. Because that's going to be your baseline to understand how to better move into the weird stuff. Yeah. You know, and from there you can develop the, per, you know, the purple belt is going to be like, is it, kind of the flash belt. You know, it's like, 
you know, it's like, yeah, check this out. I can do this weird inverted funky platypus guard or whatever the crap <laughs> they're doing now. Uh, you know, but th- they tend to be a little flashier because mm-hmm. they can, right? They've you, got you kind of know jujitsu at this point. You, you yeah. kind of know, know jujitsu. You can yeah. throw out some weird stuff. Your joints usually still work if you're in the younger set. <laughs> uh, you know, so you can develop different games and your games are going to change all throughout this whole thing. Um, you know, but, and, and then, yeah, the purple belts are kind of flashy, you know, and, uh, the, but, but the blue belts, I really want to stick with that white to mid blue. After that, it's like experiment, try stuff. You know, I'll never not tell somebody not to do something unless it gets them injured. You know, it's like, don't do that. Here's why you're going to get hurt if you do this, but that's usually something mechanical, you know, the, you know, but you can do that. You can develop your game, you know, for a while you can play topside turtle you can play mount you know uh, i used to do i love guard i love playing all sorts of guard except half i hate half guard um but all sorts deep half all that sort of thing just not half um i'd rather pass it you know sorry i'm diverging because i'm thinking about half guard um i love half guard and i'd rather pass half guard yeah you know but uh your game is gonna change and develop so many different ways i think i think from white to mid blue you should really refine your refine your fundamentals and the reason for that is the more you develop that base you know yeah one is you can better understand other movements but that technique if you the more you work on technique and develop that the more it'll stay with you during the the length of your career strength speed agility yeah that goes all the way age you get older all that goes away injuries start to rack up uh, all that sort of thing right mm. so what do you have left technique you know the better it's your it's technique is the pyramid thing so yep that's build, build that foundation as wide as you can yep nice thick layer it'll support all the flashy stuff above it well then you can do whatever it is you want you know i used to do all uh, you know like lots of tournaments and it was um the rolling knee bar you know and where i I watched oleg Togdrov in one of the ufc's oh that was cool so then i started just trying it and doing it and i used to do that in tournaments right uh it also caused me one of my injuries when i was too lax and uh was trained with someone that didn't really know well but that that's going to support all that stuff. Like you said, um, then you can do whatever flashy thing you want. You can develop your game because when you meet someone who knows how to deal with those flashy things, what do you have to fall back on? Oh, he's stopping me here. He's stopping my turn. He's, he's keeping me from rolling. He's got my weight down. You know, I was like, what do I have left? Back to the basics. The basics are usually what's going to save your butt in the end. It's the obligatory Hodger Gracie reference. Like, um, not a lot of flash most of the time uh, pretty basic stuff this is a uh, okay i'm totally stealing this from tom Murray. he's like mm-hmm. i mean it's basically mashed potatoes gourmet mashed potatoes though <laughs> i mean it's the good stuff right yeah, it's yeah. uh yeah. you know so it's nothing different than what you're learning your first few days but he's doing it at a really high level yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah. i was rolling with Chris McEwen once, and I was like, oh, I'll try this roly-poly sort of thing. I went to spin. He made a heavy leg, and I just buried my face in the mat, and he's laughing at me. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, you bastard. Because he knew I was stopping. He wasn't giving, letting right. me go, pull away any yeah. weird stuff on it. He's going older brother on you. Just, mm. Yeah, he's like, settle down. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, then, uh, then, yeah, then purple belt, 
flash, fun. You get to develop that. Same with a, a little bit of brown belt. But the brown belts are sharper. You know, uh, after that, it all becomes timing and technique. Uh, you know, there's not much difference between brown and black. Um, it just becomes, you know, that level of uh, ability with the technique, doing it live, but that essence of timing that you're not just relying on your speed or strength or uh, agility or being able to force something, you know, timing, 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 timing. And, uh, you know, timing gives you the illusion of speed. Um, you know, if you do something well enough, oh, they're coming here and you're already on to the next thing. Well, you've recognized it. You've done it. You've seen what they're going to do. Uh, so you're just moving and reacting before they're able to finish their movement. You're on to the next thing and you've already countered it and something like that. So, mm. um, that's a big thing for brown belts out there is, you know, the more you understand that timing and technique, the better you'll be able to see what they're doing and not just be able to rely on stuff uh, like that agility and strength and all that. But that's probably the biggest thing after that. It's like just time and, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. But at least that's my take on it. It's timing, 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 you know, the, you know, white belt has no timing, <laughs> you know, but it progress, you know, eventually get the timing gets, smaller and smaller the, as you progress. So, you know, here's white belt, you know, blue belt might be a little bit shorter. Purple is, is like to here and then brown to black. They're like really close to each other. Tiny little slivers of, yeah. You know, and nowadays everybody's, uh, is the coaching is so much better than when I was coming up and, uh, everybody's progressing more quickly. So they're, they're, they're getting through these belts more quick, something that took 13, 14 years, you know, now it's like closer to eight, you know, unless you're one of those California trust fund kids that all you do is surf and jujitsu. Um, and that's all you do. Then, then you get into the range of like four years or because yeah. that's all you're doing. Uh, you know, the kids are fantastic cause, uh, you know, they're starting so early if I would have had that when I was growing up as like, you know, by the time you get to 18, it's like, wow, that's a different level of, mm -hmm. of ability. They've been doing it for 10, 20 years. Right. It's to, like, to look at the handful of kids who compete and compete often. And mm -hmm. they're like eight and 10 and even some of them that are younger and you see like how good they are. Oh yeah. Like, I don't know a lot about jujitsu, but that looks right. And oh, you're yeah, a kid so These kids are just phenomenal. to see the level of crazy that's going to be taking place in 10 years, 15 years. Mm -hmm. It's going to be wild. Yeah. And then a lot of that is, um, cause there's so much availability to knowledge and, and all, almost too much. I mean, everybody's got their own DVDs and, uh, you know, yeah. video content and you know, whatever, you know, but the coaches are, are fantastic. I mean, shit, Minnesota's got so many fantastic coaches. Uh, yeah, you can't, I mean, you drive down the street, you bump into a jujitsu gym, at least in and around the twin cities. I mean, every corner, yeah. you know, it's everywhere, you know, and, you know, and everybody might have a different focus or take on things like that, but mm -hmm you know, the level and ability and they might have a different take on how to coach and all that, but there's just such a, a great bunch of people here. Um, you know, it, it's fantastic to see when I first came here, there's like what three, you know, maybe four black belts total in the state, 
you know, and that's just, it's, uh, it's, it's, there's a lot out there and just fantastic coaches, people, um, good people trying to do good things, you know, with like, uh, you know, we defy tap on cancer, th- things that are getting yep. back a little bit too, yeah. but it's gotten to that level to where it's so, so much more of a, a sport and more well-known that now it's like, Hey, let's give a little something back. And I right. think that's fantastic. Expand the meaning of it all a little yeah. bit. And that's kind of been something that I've always wanted. I knew I, I, I don't really have a big interest in competing, but I always wanted to be able to be a decent coach. And that was the way that I wanted to give back a little bit yeah. is I want to be able to coach people. And sometimes I'll get the, those stories. Yeah. I was able to use that in this instance or the, it's like, yeah, it makes me happy. I say, yeah. you know, there's something that they learned here they're able to to put to good use uh you know so that makes me pretty happy but yeah man well excellent anything else i think we covered it man Uh, unless you got any other questions or uh no well thank you for having me out yeah man i appreciate you going and um enjoyed the experience it kind of gets me out of my introverted uh comfort zone same here man so i was like who is this guy messaging me mm-hmm. on uh, on this podcast? It was like, yeah. so I growled at you for like a whole day. Mm-hmm. I was like, who is this? Mm-hmm. Why are they talking to me? Yeah, um, every time I schedule one, I growl at myself. I'm like, it's fun, <laughs> but do I really want to do it? <laughs> yeah. So for me, this was, uh, you know, kind of good experience, you know, because it's like, cool. dude, get out of the house, yes. get out of the gym, <laughs> go try something new. That's right. So, so thank you for the uh, the opportunity yeah, and having me out. So I appreciate you coming out. So, and come out to Bell and, and check. Oh, definitely. This. Yeah. So, You're getting all of them eventually. So eventually. Yeah. But come out. We'll play. We're, yeah. we're, we're mostly nice. you know. And it's early on Saturday. I love that. Early let, is let good. Let me move on with my day. Early helps. So, all right. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>